You're listening to Hustle and Flow, a podcast to inspire and bring together female actors and artists in the entertainment industry. I'm Heidi, an actress, female fitness coach, and self-love junkie. And I'm Kesley, singer, songwriter, and social media influencer. Are you ready to manifest your dreams? Let's get started. Hey guys, today's guest is Wendy Braun. She is an accomplished actress with over 75 TV and film credits, now enjoying her third season on Netflix's Atypical. She has over 100 commercial credits and has done thousands of voiceovers. For years, she's been a guiding light in the entertainment industry as the CEO and founder of ActorInspiration.com, where her transformational tools and powerful teachings have helped me and thousands of other actors worldwide overcome obstacles and create breakthrough success. Casting directors have called her a spiritual game changer for artists, while her students have gone on to become series regulars, perform on Broadway, win awards on stage and screen, all while living a more joyful and abundant life. So without further ado, here's Wendy Braun. We did one of your meditations this morning. Oh, you did? What'd you do? We did the receiving mode. Receiving mode. Oh, nice. I literally had laid down and I was like, I'm ready to receive. And Heidi goes, oh, there's a receiving mode. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, what's funny is I've sent my meditations to some friends and and who aren't even actors. And even their kids are like, that doesn't sound like Wendy because I'm normally pretty spazzy, but my my uh my voice over you know my meditation well when i heard it i was like is that that what she says her voice yeah yeah i was like wow hi kesley hi hi how yeah i can't talk like that all the time but that's the that's the like alter ego side of me that's calm and collected and you know but that's not my normal me (laughs) okay i would love to talk about alter egos with you but but i just want to say before we even dive in because we're just going to start talking we're just going to do that we're very candid we're open we're real we're Mm -hmm. honest about the struggle, about the wins, about manifesting, all these things. You're literally the perfect guest. And also our audience is like female creatives. So not just actors, but also singers, artists. We have a few painters who follow us. Writers. Writers. Yeah, exactly. So, so even though you are a actor mentor, you are actually like so much more than that. And all of your work is so applicable to just life. Like you were just saying. Thank you. Thanks. So, so many people tell me that all the time. And, you know, uh, I just, I started with my actor posse, you know, but absolutely. And, and, you know, if you're a creative soul, then you're on this path, you know? Amen. Yeah. Why don't we just start with like, like, who are you, you know, for somebody who's like never met you before, like, what do you do? Who even oh, are you? <laughs> who even am I? Okay. So hi, I'm Wendy Braun. <laughs> uh, I've been a working actress for over 20 years crazy and awesome. Um, I'm right now recurring on a show called Atypical on Netflix for my third season. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'll get to take that. <laughs> that was like we're all on a roller coaster. <laughs> in a roller coaster. Uh, I'm actually up for your Emmy consideration as Outstanding Guest Actress in a comedy series, which is amazing. And it's been an amazing ride. Um, I've also done a ton of voiceover and commercials and I've I've definitely ridden the roller coaster of the actor's life in LA. And um, I am also the founder of actorinspiration.com. Along the way, I just couldn't find the inspiration I was looking for. So I created a, a portal, a space for actors and creatives to 
you know, come and get inspired on a daily basis. And that has since grown into guided meditations and, you know, a program to help actors break through to the next level. And just sharing my gifts with the world has been really awesome and helping change a lot of people's lives. So it's been amazing to do my own journey while also helping others along the way. So that's and sort of where I'm at now. <laughs> I am a testament to doing your program and having those breakthroughs. And I've also had so many friends yes. do the program and I see them now they're series regulars, they're booking more work. Yeah. I, you know, I actually, I, I, I did your program three years ago. Yeah. And I now like book commercials all the time. with ease. And I think like one of the biggest things that you taught me, Wendy, was to be authentic and be who I am and not try so hard. So like if you're listening to this or if you're watching us on YouTube right now and you're literally thinking to yourself, oh, I can get everything I ever wanted by just being myself, loving the process and not trying too hard. How's that even possible? Like this is totally for you. So if, if you do want a free meditation, if you do want a taste of Wendy's amazing wisdom at the end of this episode, we will give you the information to get that free meditation. So how did you get into acting? Okay. So I was five foot 10 at age 13, which was really gawky and awkward. Uh, you know, being that tall at a young age, like tall and skinny and, you know, in like seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And I was, I mean, my mom said I was always like dancing to the phone. This was back when the phone was on the wall, which I'm sure you guys don't know. I do remember. There used to be a phone on the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyway, I was cast in seventh grade as the scarecrow in The Wiz. And like my junior high. And I was able to, I have goosebumps even talking about it now. I was able to take all of that awkwardness, exactly who I was then, and oh my God, it's like, it's like, that's really what we all should continue to be doing, I, as mm-hmm. I say this. Um, and I poured it into a role. So the role made it okay to be where I was, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I, walking around the halls of junior high, was like literally hunched over to try to be shorter, right? But then I was cast at the scarecrow and they're like, needed me to be gawkier and more awkward. And I was like, what is that, you know? A- a- and, and really get into that, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't even walk, right, when the scarecrow gets off the... So it was just like freedom. Wow. It was freedom. And I remember it, to, obviously, to this day. I literally still have goosebumps telling the story because I, I don't think then I... I had no idea that that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, wow, I get to take my awkwardness and use it. Like, it's only like 40 years later I can look back at that and see that that's exactly why it was so freeing mm-hmm. at the time I was just like scared you know I there I just I didn't have the insight I guess that's why it gives me goosebumps now because it's like whoa so started out there and I think you know I was always performing we were definitely doing talent shows like every time there was a birthday party it was like the Braun family talent show and like we were yeah. always performing it was always encouraged and fun And so I grew up in Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago, sort of where all the John Hughes movies were made. Hmm. And uh, I started out there and I, you know, I wanted to go to UCLA. Uh, I wanted to come to LA. And my father was like this Navy dad and he was very strict. And he was like, no 18 year old of mine is going to Los Angeles. Not that he talked like that, but anyway. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so I went to Indiana University. I went to like 
a good Midwestern school. I was in a sorority. I had this beautiful Big Ten life, actually, that at the time was probably the best thing for me because it just helped me own who I was. I was also like always trying to like, I would drive to like Indianapolis to like audition for commercials. So I, I always was, you know, go wanting to go in that direction. And I was like doing runway modeling and whatever, but I just got to know myself and, and all that. What did you study in college? You know, I studied marketing and business and I also studied theater. So I was a theater minor and, you know, was in, Shakespeare and doing all the classes. And then I was also like a telecommunications major and I was choreographing shows and I was dancing and I was always, even in college was even in Indiana was performing and fueling that energy. And it's funny, my girlfriends who I'm still friends with now from college or like you have been like you were putting positive quotes on your wall back then like it's always been like oh yeah you you know I was like you know you don't remember how well you guys are like too young to not even remember a couple decades ago but (laughs) but there's a point you're like is that what I did you know that you forget and your friends remind you of exactly how you were I mean when I was a kid we just had pictures of Britney Spears like all over our walls and like in sync and like you know, so that was, I was, I don't think I was quite into like positivity just yet, but I was ahead of my time. I knew I wanted to be like a performer. So I put that stuff up on the walls and I used to right. sing like hit me baby one more time with a hairbrush and jump on. Right. The yeah. uh, totally. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, I had, I definitely had, you know, who I admired. This is actually kind of funny, but true story. I literally, which is hilarious, but um, because I grew up with the John Hughes movies, I literally had a picture, I'm not kidding, of Anthony Michael Hall on my wall. Like, I'm sure no girl probably ever had that. He was like the geek in 16 Candles, which again- Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, but the crazy thing is, you wanna talk about manifesting, Heidi. I ended up, when I came to LA, I was doing this show, this like live show at the Roxy, and he came to see it and I met him actually, and like ended up hanging out. So I was like, wait, he, you know, and of course the gawky girl that I still was, I'm like, wow, I have, I had a poster of you on my wall when I was 16. Like, that's you probably told not, him that? did you actually tell him in the moment? You probably just keep that to yourself, but yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so I was still the gawky scarecrow like years later. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. I wanted to know, was your family kind of your support system through college and when you were choosing your career? And if they were, cause I know a lot of people, their family has resistance towards something like yeah. that. Yeah. But do you have any groups of people in your life that were resistance as well? Like, I mean, oh, there were always naysayers along the way. To give you a, a quick glimpse, uh, my mother was the romper room lady. So there was a show on television years ago called Romper Room where she had like a magic mirror and she, you know, would say romper, stomper, bumper, boo. Tell me, tell me, tell me true. Tell me children, tell me today. Did all my friends have fun at play? I see Heidi and Kesley and whoever, right? Uh, <laughs> So, but here's the thing. A lot of people think I grew up with like this stage mom who was like, let's go, you know. Um, But she, you actually weren't allowed to not only say the word pregnant back, like literally you couldn't say the word pregnant on TV back then. You couldn't also be pregnant on TV. Now I feel like you can watch people get pregnant on TV, right? Right, Um, She was like fired from romper room at the time. And so she ended up being my mom growing up. Like it was just, she wasn't on a show. She didn't, she wasn't, I wasn't going to the set every day, but I did have this, 
you know, woman who was, you know, in the arts and loved the arts. And really she was a teacher who went to an audition with 800 people. And what was she doing? She was auditioning to be a teacher in a classroom called Romper Room. And so all these actresses didn't really know how to do that, but my mom was a teacher. So she, anyway, that's a longer story. But um, so yeah, so she was always encouraging. And from a young age, we would go downtown in Chicago and she would take me to see every show that came into town. And we would do this not because we had money, but we would usher. So I was like a 13 year old usher and I hated it because I was afraid like the fancy people at my school would go with their parents with like a ticket and I would be like, here's your program, you know? I was really embarrassed by it, but my mom was like, let's go usher. I signed up for the Goodman and then we'll go to the Chicago theater and then we'll, you know, and, uh, but God bless her because I saw, I saw actually people growing up that I ended up going back to Chicago and being on stage with later in my career. Like it, like she, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty amazing. So I, that was kind of, you know, so that was a really good support system. They were never like, you know, they were always of the mind, which I'm now with my own children, like with which I would be to anyone listening, do what you love and, and the money and the success will follow. It will, because the love will get you through all the times. And I had a million no's. It's not like I came to LA and they're like, right this way, here's your contract. You know, it's like, no. Everyone you know? step aside. Wendy Braun's here. Wendy Braun's here. Yeah, I I always joke, like, I came to LA and I signed with CAA and I haven't stopped working since. People are like, really? I hate you. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. (laughs) But people think that's like anyone you see that's successful at any level. You know, I look at people more successful than me and think they didn't have it like I did, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But at any level, there's tons of no's and I feel like all throughout my, even in high school, I wanted them to be the lead in some musical and didn't get it, right? Or this play, you know, even even at that age, but I would come back the next year. Like I learned resilience at a really young age. And I also maybe was just too naive to think of anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> um, so your mom got pregnant as an actor and had to stop? Yeah. What what was going through your mind when you got pregnant? Oh 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 when I got pregnant with your children yeah yeah okay so that's kind of, that's an interesting um like uh, correlation because obviously well here, here here I'll tell you I got pregnant my son is now eleven and I was working you know in TV and film commercials voiceover I was doing all kinds of stuff when he was you know I just been married just got married and you know, like in love. And then I'm, I was actually on a movie set. And I, when I came back, I discovered I was pregnant. I had many days where I was just like a puddle on the floor in our house telling my husband, like, how am I going to do this with a baby? You know, I literally was like, I would go on five auditions in a day and change in my car and come home and know that I was like two months pregnant and literally ball my eyes out at the end of the day. Like, cause I love this thing that I do. How am I gonna do this with a baby? Okay, so if anyone's feeling, is that, are you feeling that? <laughs> I feel that with my dog, Wendy. Okay, right, the okay. I ask is because, you know, we're in our mid twenties. Um, a lot of people that listen are our age, starting in their yeah. careers, pregnant, young children, like that's where we are. And that's something I'm thinking about because I know in the next five years, I may want to have a child, but I know right. that'll also be in the biggest part of my career, most likely. So yes, I, yes. that's why I wanted to. Yes, yes, of course. So 
you ball your eyes out. It's like anything. You feel the feeling. You acknowledge it. You let it out. You just you just ugly cry <laughs> to your mm -hmm. significant other or to your dog or to the wall. <laughs> you just get it out. And Me then you you get up and you and you figure it out. You guys started a podcast. You like I know that's not the same as maybe having a child, but it might be right now. It's like you figure it out as you go. You commit to this thing you said you're going to do, right? Mm -hmm. I know a baby is like a much bigger thing or even a dog, but here's the thing. I am standing here right now. Well, I'm sitting right now, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, with an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old who I adore and my life is like expanded so much more and my career has kept going. And yes, was I like the crazy girl who, look, I told my agents I was doing, um, I was the voice of Vons at the time. I actually did it through two pregnancies, knock on wood. Wow. But I told my agent, um, okay, so I, I don't know when I'm having the baby, but it might be tomorrow. But I just want you to know that if, if I can talk, I'll record. Like, that's where I was. <laughs> Only because, I will be honest with that, because I knew that I had this weekly gig where I was doing like 18 spots a week, every week. And if I missed a week and they like replaced me with some girl and liked her, then I wouldn't have the job. But that was voiceover. You could sit and do it. And, and I, I did. It's a more graphic story, but I won't get into it. But I had the baby and did it. I was like, oh. I did it the next day on ice packs. Okay, I'll say it. I'm like, sure, let's do this. Let's record. Oh my you know? God. Okay, but I don't want, that's not, I don't want to give you that as like a horror story. It's more like a, it's just, you'll decide. And then, you know, I, yeah, I was crazy going to like a callback after like a week after giving birth because I, even then I was a little less maybe relaxed, even though. I might not seem relaxed, but <laughs> then I am now as far as like, uh, it's okay to take three weeks off, three months, you know? And as, look, when I did that and then that didn't work out, like you didn't get that recurring on 24 because, hi, just go home and be with your baby. You know, that was actually with my second kid. I, I was like, let's get back to work. Let's do this. But let me just say this. With the third, with the first, third? I don't even have a third. I like have had some. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> There's no third. There's no third. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> right. With, right, right, right. No, no. There's no third. Oh my God. <laughs> we got a dog. We got, I got my girl. Yeah, I got yeah, a yeah. baby girl. That, I'm like, you like your baby sister? Great. Go pet her. She's furry. That's it. We're done. <laughs> my kids are like, great. Uh, it's okay. But anyway, for the, my son was born in December and um, it's funny because my husband and I were like, it was paralleling the pandemic in, a, in, in, this, in the isolation way because we sat with our baby for like three months and didn't leave the house because we were just like in awe and like, we, we, you know, I really didn't pursue stuff. I mean, I did the Vons thing, but I just, I, I do remember that my first baby just being like, okay, I'm going to take a break. It's okay to take a break. I told my, I didn't tell my agents uh, until I was showing that I was pregnant. So I would do some jobs that I was like, okay, I think I have a little wiggle room. You know, that's, you know, who I was, but I would also say you can take a break for a year and come back into it. It's all a mindset. So it's all about gathering to me. It would be about gathering examples, whether it's me or someone else of people who are doing both and finding out what they're doing. And now, of course, I'm giving you all these crazy stories of like, yeah, I worked the next day and I, had I known, I would have prepared more um, loving, calm stories. Let me see if I can think of any. <laughs> but um, no, truly, I, I, you can do it all. 
You can have it all. You can absolutely have a family, have a career. Um, you just need to ask for help and you need to receive help. Mm. And so, oh, I just got goosebumps saying that because I think that's a lot of women and maybe women who listen to your podcast, it's like, we're strong and we're independent and we do things ourselves and like, I can do it, I can figure it out. When you have a child, it, it's helpful. And whether or not you, it's your spouse or boyfriend or just another girlfriend of like, can you meet me at this thing, thing and watch the baby for 20 minutes while I go in an audition? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's just like anything that is the unknown which is basically our entire life, you will figure it out as you go. Yeah. And there will be some days, you know, it's not like you're going to get some plan at the hospital that's like, here's how it's going to go for you. You know, <laughs> I think that's what everyone wants. Like, can you just tell me I'll still have my career and everything? I'll have the baby, but I just need to know I'm going to have the career, right? Like I'm going to, and I'm, and we're going to have a happy marriage and everything's going to be great, right? It's okay. No one, only you can align with that knowing every day. Mm. That's, that's, that's the power of it. Right. So for me, I now, you know, my husband's like, I, I can go surf, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast. We're good. You know? <laughs> so he's off surfing. My kids are, are, we said goodbye and they're off with him and, and we make it work. You know, we figure out every day it requires, I'd say a calendar and a sense of humor and an open heart and you can do it. You absolutely can do it. Wow. That was gold. That was gold. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was long winded, but so oh good. I, I would love to know where you think relaxation and ease and flow kind of fall into all of this, you know, like being a woman, because Kesley and I at the moment are very big on like tapping into our feminine energy. And, you know, as women, like our cycle is 28 days. It's something we go through every single month. Right. right. And there are times where work, hard work is key, but also I'm finding, and I think you're finding mm -hmm. that relaxation is so totally key. Okay. So what do you think about that? Yes. Look, I think without rest and recovery, even as even in your workouts, right? You have your rest days. You can't keep work out 24 seven, seven days a week. And it actually defeats your strength, right? Yeah. So it defeats to keep going and going. I think here's what, ha what happens. There's, we have a lot of, I feel like people wake up with a lot of should do's, right? You have this like list of like, you know, I should and now I feel like actors or creatives like in quarantine, like uh, I should attend every Zoom call and I should do a new monologue and I should, you, you put this giant list of should do's like on your back. Do you guys feel that right now where you're oh, like- Oh yeah. I'm already <sighs> thinking of a self-tape challenge that I committed to that I have not submitted anything to. And every week I'm like, I should do that. Right. Okay. So it's funny because if you go back to- I don't know the moment you decided you were doing that, if it was from a place of like, oh, I should do this because I really wanted to get in that. If it was from a place of fear or love, was it like, oh, I really want to get in that casting office and they don't know me and I should do that. And, and then I will. And then, and then, and right. It comes from that energy of like pushing versus if you, here's what I invite everyone to do. You take the word should and you replace it with could. And it, instantly like lifts the energy of, well, I could do, I could do this self tape. How do I, how do I feel about it? Because then the next question is how does that feel? Does that feel good? Should invites in angst and anxiety and now shame that you said you were going to do it and you did it right. Mm -hmm. Whereas could 
to me, that invites in ease and flow and choice. Yeah. And curiosity. Mm-hmm. I have goosebumps again. It's like, look, at, they're all invitations. Mm-hmm. You know, people go on social media and the minute you say, I should do a self-tape and then you go on social media and you see someone self-tape, you're like, oh, I didn't do it. Right. You're going to, and then you see someone who like wins the monologue challenge that you didn't even do. Right. And now some casting director is like shouting them out because, and you're like, oh, I should have done that. See, I should have done that. Right. But I would say, no, if it's not lighting you up, it's, it's not your path. Mm. And, and, and the only way to know what lights you up is to, to me, it's tune inward. It's get quiet. It's get still. It's listening to that inner knowing or whatever higher power you subscribe to. It's, it's getting still. And I think what's happening right now, there's so much digital distraction. There's so much online noise that we don't know how to put our phone down for like to go for an hour without looking at our phone. Like we yeah. literally are like, oh, which I do now. Well, let me see what everyone else is doing. Yeah. How are you ever going to hear? You know, it's like, put the phone up, put the phone in the other room. You want to be creative, put the phone in a separate room, right? I know mm-hmm. everyone wants to film themselves, but I would just say just put it in a separate room. Here's proof that I'm being creative right now. Hi. Right. And then you got to post it and then you're going to check to see how many people are checking that you're, ah, oh my God. And, and it, it's a total habit and it's a total endorphin rush too. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is designed to be addicting and it's, Mm -hmm. and we have, and only through like being conscious of it, can we change it? Right. Mm -hmm. So, so it's just the, if you wake up with that anxiety and overwhelm, and you look at your list of all the things you said you should do, decide to look at it as a could do, mm-hmm. and then choose what, to me, it's like what feels best right now. Because I think a lot of people are, are spending a lot of time that being busy doing more, which is what a lot of people teach. Mm-hmm. And I, you know me, I'm always about, let's step back and like ask what's lighting you up, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So that would be, it's a, and look, and this is why I say like, whether you're like gardening or baking or podcasting or petting your dog or working out like you guys have been, um, or learning a new monologue or self-taping, all of it is valid. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people think if I'm only creating this thing that I can show everyone, am I worthy and productive and doing something, mm-hmm. you know? I, Okay. I feel like I have a couple of questions in one, but hearing you talk about social media and looking at what other people are doing, have you faced comparison in your life and career that you can share anything about, but also working, it's mostly a comparison jealousy thing with other women mm. and working with your friends kind of a thing. Mm. That's like mm. might be too many questions in one. No, no. You know, it's funny. I mean, my husband was the series regular on a show when I met him and I guess I'd relate it. He's like my best friend. So he's the one I'm, you know, constantly, you know, hanging out with, um, the comparison, we, we don't have like a comparison thing, but there are times when I'm like, well, who's the regular next? Mm. You know, Cause we're both actors and we joke about, you know, well, maybe we'll just both be third on a call sheet. So then it's only like 10 hours, a couple of days a week, you know, like we, we have those conversations. Um, yeah. Jealousy and comparison, absolutely. It's a, it's a human, look, if you have a brain and a mind, it's going to go to worry, doubt, jealousy, fear. It's going, it's going to go there. You're going to just scroll and be like, oh, well, I thought I was doing well, but now clearly 
this person is kicking ass. Like it just, I think Amy Poehler said it best. She's like, would you, it was so helpful to hear this from her. Not that she told it to me over coffee. I think I read it somewhere, but um, she said, you will never get to the top of career mountain and be like, I made it. There will always be another mountain. And you're like, Amy Poehler, if Amy Poehler doesn't think she's made it, we are all screwed because she's made it, right? But what, but so yes, jealousy and comparison comes up, but I, I guess in all the meditation I do and teach and the, the teachings that I seek out are like you guys um, are, are to help myself as well. And even just two days ago, I was writing an audio about, am I operating from the limited mind or from the expanded heart? Mm. And I was like bawling, writing this meditation. I write a lot of meditations with my eyes closed and I just type it. Yeah. And I have goosebumps and, it, and it's, and it's called daily confidence. And it's, it's my audio for the, I, I make it audio every month. And, and it was about, you know, every day your limited mind is going to talk to you every day you get on social media. They say social media will like plummet a female's self-esteem faster than especially a young girls, uh, you know, like a teenager, or maybe even in your twenties. I mean, as you get older, you're a little like, but it's still, it doesn't matter. I think if you're female on the planet and you start looking through social media, you are not going to be pretty enough, skinny enough, young enough, whatever it is. But if you can pause, pausing is like everything. Mm. And ask yourself and start recognizing like, which voice are you listening to? And I think, take it fully back around to, did you grow up with supportive parents? If you didn't and you hear that voice, then when you look at something and you don't get it and you hear that voice, that's the limited mind comes from other people telling you mm -hmm. or you or both, right? And so to me, it's just about turning the volume down on the limited voice that is fear-based mm -hmm. and turning the volume up on the expanded heart, knowing that Amy Poehler can have her success and so can I, and so can my husband and so can you. And there's like, the more we have a desire, the more the universe just expanded to meet all of our desires. So everyone go kick ass, right? It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's like, if you guys didn't step up and do a podcast now, then we wouldn't have this conversation. Then the ripple effect of who, like, it's all just expansion from the heart is like never ending, right? Mm -hmm. How can you know if you are living in your limited mind and not in your expanded heart? Like what if you've never heard the term limiting belief before and you truly identify with all the thoughts that you have on a daily basis? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say if on a daily basis you are feeling worry, doubt, anxiety, comparison, jealousy, and more worry, you are living in the limited mind. You just, you know by how you feel, right? And when you go pet your dog and that dog is just, or cat is just like, you're amazing and just loves you. Like our animals are such, they're like the reset button. Like go, my kids were homeschooling and they were getting stressed at times. And we were saying like, well, I was like, well, go squeeze the stress ball, which is the dog. Because yeah. the dog is pure positive energy, flowing love like it's dog is god backwards right like there yes. was a reason they named it dog like hello he's a clue our animals are little and big clues on a daily basis 
on how you could be. Like you could take a nap, you could play more, you could love more, you could see it all as really good. You could get really excited about that same meal you were gonna eat that you ate yesterday. You're like, how excited are you? It's just pebbles. Like I gotta put some chicken in that dude because you are so, right? Yes. Uh yeah, and you know the other thing too, I feel like nature does that as I like point to my my side yard with gorgeous side yard. Yeah, and like uh, my side yard, I I when I first got the house, when we first moved into the house, I went friends like, "You have fruit trees, you need to come to this orchard class so you don't I don't have an orchard, I have two trees, but so you don't kill them, you know?" And you walked away the parting gift was this like literally like this Charlie Brown Christmas twig. You're like, mm, "Great, thanks. I'll go plant that, whatever." But I planted it 10 years ago and it's now like this gorgeous plum tree. And it also, you guys, reminds me outside my office that, oh, I'm gonna get, things take time, right? Mm -hmm. And nature, and the plum tree isn't like, shit, I'm not a lemon tree, right? Oh. I'm not an orange tree. No, you're a fucking plum tree and you're supposed to be right there and you're supposed to be little right now and you're supposed to not know how it's gonna go. And you, you know, like really, so nature is, giving us clues, our animals, they're all, it's all around us on abundance and love. It's mm -hmm. everywhere, even in the middle of a pandemic, even in the middle of a civil rights movement that like love abounds. Mm -hmm. And so it's, if you're not knowing what the limited mind is and you're feeling like crap most days, you can recognize, wow, I, I'm gonna shift my focus because it'll help me shift how I feel and then I can shift what I do. Most people are doing it backwards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you stop doing this, right? Yes. And put it down and you look at like God's creation and spend time in God's creation and recognize that you are God's creation. Yes. That is when you can tap into the expanded heart. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, and it, it's as simple as even for someone who's like, I don't know if I believe uh, whatever I believe. Just going for a walk in nature and look, just, I mean, I live in the suburbs, just walking down the street. When my kids, when we drive to school, I would say, you guys, no, what's something you haven't noticed before on the same street every day? And every day they'd be like, oh, that pink tree. I was like, God made a pink tree. Like, woo, God must be a chick. He made a pink tree, right? <laughs> Deepak Chopra talks about this in his book called Super Brain. Uh, it creates neuroplasticity. It's like when your brain is yes. creating new neural pathways and your brain is essentially growing and you are learning. And it, he talks about how if you take a dog on a walk every single day, it will improve his happiness, even if it is on the same path every day, because nature is always changing and the dog will pick these things up and it will be happier. So it's like, Ooh, that, I mean, walks every day it, on a very basic level, if you can do anything to increase happiness is go for a walk and look at nature. I love that. I, it's awesome. And it's so true. And it's, it, and you can look at the dog, even if you have a dog and notice what new thing are they noticing? Cause they're noticing all the newest things, right? Where, I mean, they're noticing some smells you might not want to smell, but you know, mm -hmm. they're, they are, they are pure presence, right? They are present. Mm -hmm. I was reading the other day of like, what if, and this might be something helpful for people, especially in this mode of like, I should be doing more. What if you measured your day, not by how productive you were, but by how present you were, mm -hmm. right? 
Mm-hmm. And some, I know in my twenties, I've been like, I know that's cute, but I really need to get shit done. Like, are you right? You're like, uh, yeah, uh, no, I got, I got a list of stuff, but be present in your doing, right? Be present in your creating and then be present with your pe- you know, whoever you live with. Yeah. When we were listening to receiving mode today, Kesley at the end of it was she like, she's like, what did you see? And I told her everything I saw, but something I didn't tell you that I saw and was thinking about was that these right here are the moments that we're going to look back on and be like, wow, those were the memories. Like Wendy, we just, we just manifested an office space and we go in on next Monday Mm -hmm. for our first day. And it's something that just totally came I guess we're announcing it on this episode. It totally just came out of the blue. If you go back mm-hmm. and listen to some of our podcast episodes, we were talking about how one day we'll all have, we're going to have an office and it'll be on the belt line. It'll just come to us in a miraculous way. Like a friend oh. will just say, I have a studio space and all those That's things literally- happened. You know, I mean, it's just incredible. Um, so but- you guys look at who you were being during the time. Usually when you look back, you go, wow, we really didn't like have a lot of, um, like we weren't gripping at that idea. We were, we were ease. We were like, you know what? It'll happen. I'm not going to like worry about it every day. It'll come to me when I least expect it. All of that is ease and flow. All of that is, is like, I'm yeah. Congratulations. That's amazing. And to have this like recorded, you are going to look back and go, wow. Remember, remember that moment and the excitement and look, there are always going to be you're gonna, now you're on the top of that mountain going, well, that was fun. What's next? What's next? And that's a great way to be. It's a, it, we're, we're evolving beings. We always want like another milestone, another goal. I don't think we'll ever stop that way. But it's also like, can I stand on this mountain looking around at what is right now yeah. and give total thanks for it? And then, you know, then you're moving forward in that gratitude place that you guys already embody. You're such leaders in that way. And, and to have that at your age is like, is next level. I know. Thank God I met you. <laughs> oh my God. You didn't, girlfriend, you didn't, I didn't give you anything. Like it, I, what I realized and what we're all kind of doing and what I even just put in this audio is like, I just walked you home mm-hmm. to, to your own home of who you were when you were born. Right. So like, we're all just walking each other home. The home is the heart, is the love, is the amazingness that you were born knowing you were. And like everything else is learned shit along the way. So it's like, we're just, I just helped you unlearn a bunch of stuff that you had like piled onto your thinking, right? I mean, I know you were in a dark place when we met and I'm grateful that you were guided to some light that I had, but I just lit up who you already were. You just yeah. kind of forgot. Yeah. Right? And that's what true teachers do, you know, yeah. because then you can go on and do a podcast and you don't need to call me going, how do I do a podcast? I'm like, you have all the tools, right? So you don't need me to be there, you know, yeah. like I got family, I got shit to do, yeah. <laughs> but true. it's empowering. And that's what you guys yeah. are doing. Even with this podcast, you're empowering your audience to know it's, it's all within you and you can, and go to where you go for a great source of, you know, upliftment and then know that it's, you can take that with you, you know? Mm. I think it's a great time for us to shift into the simple tips for overcoming overwhelm, ah. anxiety and improving well-being. Well, Hey, I mean, we did, we, we've kind of talked about some of them, you know, one, one thing that I will share, I love sharing really easy implementable stuff because mm-hmm. I think people are overwhelmed. And for me, you know, as a mom and a working actress and a wife, it's like, if it's not easy, I'm not probably doing it. Like it needs to be easy, quick and simple. 
So I'll give people my favorite six word mantra that will not only help Kesley with jealousy and uh, comparison to come back to even that, when you know that there's room for everyone, then it's like, even if someone else is rising and, and you're the small plum tree while the, <laughs> while the lemon tree's on the red carpet looking amazing and you're like, what the hell, where's my, <laughs> right? Uh, now I'm like putting trees on red carpets, but uh, <laughs> you can know that your time and your blossoming will come. And I do believe this, that truly, as you guys said, one day you will look back and you will realize all the seeds that needed to be planted to grow into the magnificent tree that in a sense you're becoming. And, and it's hard to know that when you're just sitting in the dirt, I guess, I don't know. That was just some weird analogy. Anyway, okay. So really six, good. <laughs> like, write that down. Um, <laughs> six word mantra. So six word mantra, I use this every morning. I feel like what if even this pandemic or anything you're going through right now is, is inviting you to, to lean to the light. In the midst of darkness, the, in the midst of challenges, a solution arises, right? And sometimes we can't hear or, or hear the solution. So this mm -hmm. six word mantra, I literally said it this morning. I wake up, you know, on a daily basis, you could just wake up in your bed and before you grab that phone and look at it while you're laying down, it's simply this. In this moment, I choose peace. In this moment, I choose peace. And those six words, what, they seem simple, but what they do is in this moment gets you present to this moment, like this quiet, amazing, connected moment is all anyone listening has right now. It's like, this is the only moment you have, the past, the future, it's like this moment. Mm -hmm. And choose peace. So I get to choose it. I can wake up and start getting mad at everyone for not getting ready or whatever it is, or I can intentionally choose who I'm gonna show up as in my own home or online or wherever, seeing someone rant about something and in this moment I choose peace, you end up reacting in a different way. You end up just being a different way. So mm -hmm. that's, the, that's like a really simple mantra that can help people just get back to that present moment. Maybe before you call that person who's always like, but you should be more worried. Why aren't you, right? Someone maybe of a mom or like a, someone, a friend who's like, why aren't you freaking out? You seem awfully positive on Instagram and what, or whatever it is. People feel scared. And so they want you to join them in their fear. Mm -hmm. And you can be compassionate, but show up in a state of peace. So mm -hmm. you can listen to that person who's like, why are you more scared? You know, right now I'm, I'm just focusing on what's around me. I'm, I'm feeling good, but tell me about what you're scared of. I can listen to your fear, which without being pulled into it. So mm. I think that's also too, like, we're like, hey, I'm positive. A lot of our positive people are like, don't get me around someone negative because you're going to pull me down and I'm in a really good space. And like, I can't, or that, what if your spouse or roommate is like, is like super negative? Well, you are getting an opportunity to master your own energy, really. Because if you can stay in your own space when someone else is freaking out, then, then, you, then you have mastery. When my kid's having a total tantrum, if I can, if I can stay in my own peace then i can go to him which i have in the middle of homeschooling my kid like was on the floor i hate this like on the floor tantrum right if i'm not in a state of peace i'm like buddy get up get back in that chair this is what you're doing right you're gonna you're gonna right. get mad like i don't have this time i gotta go do like ah but instead i remember the day where i just 
I was in a good place. Obviously, I'm not always there, but I try to be mindful of it. And I, I got down on the floor with him and I sat with him and like was compassionate with the tantrum, right? Mm-hmm. Buddy, I get it. You know what? Why don't you just, just scream and yell as much as you need to do? Like, just get it out because it won't last, right? Just, but just flowing in that direction. Just, I get it. And I know it's hard and it's not easy not being in your classroom with all your friends and you're like at home and you're eight and you're trying to learn online in third grade. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I hear you. I see you. I understand. That's how you can handle someone with different energy than you mm-hmm. is just to sit and be with them in their, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't have to say, buddy, you can't say this sucks because I'm not thinking that it sucks. And now you're going to get me, th- you know, it's like, you're not, it seems easier when I give you the example with a child. Yeah. yeah. You, you can do that with a parent, right. a roommate, a spouse. It's just a lot of people just want to be heard right now and seen mm-hmm. in their pain. <sighs> Okay, so that brought something up for me. I love that approach of just like seeing and hearing people. Like that right there almost kind of answered my question. But what do you do with someone who's in your life who almost is like, who are you to be this positive whatever when you can't even help me with my life? And it's like, but it's somebody, maybe it's your family or your spouse or whatever it might be, or a roommate, right? So it's like, what do you do if you feel imposter syndrome with being this positive person? Like, do you, yeah, what do you, what mm. do you do with that? Um, you know, I mean, if, if, so, if someone, are you talking about someone like literally verbally saying to you, who are you to be all this when, I, when you can't teach it to me? Yeah, like, you know, why can't you call me or why can't you be there for me? You know, you seem to be this really positive person, but you're not like, Mm, okay. What do you do with that? So that, um, I would say if that's like an intimate relationship or a relationship with a friend that needs a bit more communication. What, what, if you can hear it from a space of love, even the criticism Mm -hmm. and go, wow, that person is feeling left out of my joy, right? I'm going and being all that. This is what I'm hearing. This is just one opinion, but it's like, you're going and being this and you can't be here for me. Sometimes even, you know, all the stuff I do for actors, I have to remind myself that when my husband comes home from surfing, even though I may be working, that I stop and I ask about his day and how he's doing and what he needs. And it's, that's like, you keep have, especially in an intimate relationship, you have to keep reminding yourself of the the joy and the love that you started with and how you saw each other. And so if someone's coming at you saying they're attacking you, I know it seems like an attack, Mm -hmm. but it's really a a cry for attention. Mm. Is it not? And so instead of reacting from a place of like, well, if you blah, 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 if you got up at 5am, like I didn't worked out, then maybe you'd feel better or whatever your thing (laughs) is that you're now, you're now, excusing you know how they're seeing you if you can if you can step into their shoes Mm -hmm. which is compassion and love which is hard when you're just pissed so have your piss day call your girlfriend whatever and then step back and go what do they really need because under anger is fear yeah right and under fear there's love like you can't get mad at someone you don't love and so they might 
fear that they're losing you. You talked about even friends who are like, what if they're really successful and I'm not, and am I going to lose this? You know, for years I, I've, I've tried to help actors and myself to say, you know what, you go shine as brightly as you can because anyone who can't handle your bright light is, is not your, in your support system of, of who you're meant to be. And so as you shine brighter, you'll attract other bright lights, mm. right? So it's also not judging the person. If you're shining bright over here and someone you live with is like, okay, bright light, I fucking hate you or whatever. Yeah. It's not worrying that you have to dim. I would say you don't have to dim. You, your example is what inspires. And so they would just might not know how to get there. They're like, how do you do that? I hate you for that. So it's just understanding, I think, from a compassionate place. Does that help a little bit? Yeah. Wow. It does. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think at the, on the same token though, that there are also people who just can't be in your life. And like, that's a whole other conversation of just setting a boundary and being like, you know, I've done all I can do or I'm doing all I can do. Yes. Mm -hmm. I will say to that as well. I think, I don't know, just about everybody might have some person who, you know, it just pulls your energy. It's like, no matter what you look, we're not here to fix anyone. You, you are here to just be the light that you are meant to be. And then people will, it's almost like people will grab a branch near to them. So if you keep holding out a branch offering to someone who keeps pulling all of your branches off that you're just like, you know what? It's time to like replant your tree. I got a lot of tree analogies. They will find another tree to pull all the branches off and it doesn't need to be you. Uh-huh. And, and as women, we're givers. We're like, but I know, but I wanted to help. You know, the one ingredient that has to be there for someone who wants to change is willingness. Mm. Yeah. So, right? It's like, and I had to learn that in my own personal life. It's like, wait, I can help the world. And often we go to help the world when we can't help that one person closest to us. Wow. So interesting. Wow. They're our biggest lesson. Yes. And sometimes you don't figure that one out. I will say like my own wanting to help just even in my own home and not being able to definitely fueled me now helping the world (laughs) with self-love and self-care and self-discipline and self-joy. Yeah. Um, In a place where you go, wow, that person or these people are literally unwilling to change or change might be just too scary in this lifetime. Yeah. Like you have to, and then you have to go, I'm not going to not be amazing because this person's upset today. Yeah. Right? No. Yes. Because you know what, you guys, whether you're amazing or not, they're still going to be upset. So go be amazing. Right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Wendy. <laughs> I, I, I love this. I love talking to you guys about this stuff. I, it's like, it's, it's just at the root of everything. Relationships, career, marriage, family, it's, it's literally at the root of it all is like, is who you're being to you and then how you're interacting. Yeah. And it's just the fullness of life. You know, I think we have to experience contrast and, you know, it's like when, with what we do, we, we all wish like, oh, I wish I just had that series regular role so that all I had to worry about was chasing my dreams. But even when that happens, you're going to have relationships with people, you're going to have struggles in life, and you're going to experience this contrast because happiness and sadness really are the same thing, just 
measured differently, right? Opposite ends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So somebody could look at you, Wendy, and say, how are you just such a bright light? Like you're just so happy all the time, but don't get it twisted because I know that to be that happy, nobody's just that happy. Oh, yes. You have had experiences that were its opposite. I like to cry in the fetal position at least once a week on my kitchen floor. And I used to cry alone in my apartment when I had no boyfriend. And now I cry in my house with an island and a pool in my backyard and marriage and family. And I still cry, people, okay? Mm. With the FYC Emmy consideration, I still cry about whatever the fuck, right? Mm. So we have this perceived notion that when I get to this certain place, I will have no more emotions like no more negative emotions or what i think to be negative and it's like things you know that's not human nature as you said it's like you're gonna have both sides of the coin and and i definitely have days where i wish it was this or i don't you know it's like there's no and we wouldn't want to just be like okay top of joy mountain and then it just plateaus in joy for like the rest of your life you right we think we want that but it's it is that contrast that gets you to ask again for something new, you know? I love it. Well, we're right about we're right at about an hour. So is there anything else you want to include or say? Yes, you know, I will tell you that, okay, so a lot of people feel like meditation feels like worrying with my eyes closed. Like I've had a lot of people tell me that, <laughs> you know, people. Yeah. Um, so I created a guided meditation called Easing Anxiety and Improving Well-Being, which literally just gets you to, to that expanded heart place from the mind place. And you can get it at actorinspiration.com slash ease. Mm-hmm. And then I also just recently created this brand new free training that I'm doing if someone's like, if you want that too, it's three keys to creating momentum and how to be unstoppable and thrive through uncertainty. I think there's a lot of uncertainty right now. People are like, what do I do? Where do I focus? And so I put together this training that you can access if you go to actorinspiration.com slash momentum. So there's ease or there's momentum, uh, both actorinspiration.com slash ease or actorinspiration.com slash momentum. And then the last thing I think I'll share, which I think you guys would like, Um, that's really helped my family is it's called the three breath hug. Have you heard about the three breath hug? No, you guys. Okay. Especially whoever that was, who was like, why are you so bright and shiny? Yeah. Go give that person a three breath hug. Okay. So this is a really simple and effective, like mindfulness tool. And I did it all throughout homeschooling with my kids. I learned it from a mindfulness expert. And then I started doing it. I was like, this is so easy. Like my kids 11, and eight, how, how have I been on the planet for this long not knowing about the three breath hug? So it's very, it's a game changer. It's simply, you go up to someone, you, you kind of ask first, and I know in quarantine, it's like maybe make sure it's someone you live with. Don't, don't do this at Trader Joe's, people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's helped me and my husband and my kids pause more. Okay, so you basically hug the person together. And yeah, you guys can do it right now. That's great. And now take three breaths together and really feel ready. Go one. I feel so good. (laughs) You guys like a three breath hug that was, and you feel your lungs expand. You feel your breath. You like pause more than like, hi, how are you? Great. Uh, It's like a three breath hug and you can do it 
whomever you're with. And when someone is saying, why are you all bright and shiny? You need to say, you know what? I learned this thing today. Mm-hmm. It's not a positive. Like, I'm not trying to change you. <laughs> you can still be mad. Yeah. You can still totally be mad and angry. But I just want to do this. Um, I, you know, especially with kids, I, I don't try to teach them like, this is a thing that'll change your state or like, no one wants to hear that language, right? I don't, no one wants their state changed, really. They're like, I'm mad. Don't try to make me, don't give me some positive right. affirmation, right? Mm-hmm. But that mindfulness exercise, it literally will calm you down every time to the point that my kids will now come into my office and, and ask for it. <gasps> Mommy, I need a three breath hug. Oh my God, I want to cry. That's like every mom's dream. Right, because you go, they now, you guys, and that's the thing. That's why when you have your kids, they'll be your best teachers. It's like, and they'll, you don't have to worry that the world's getting worse. It's like everything is expanding and they're coming in like wired and knowing and better and they're going to make the world better, right? Mm -hmm. You have like 12 year olds coming up with like how to get rid of all the plastic in the ocean. Like it's all, they're all they're all connected to like the non-physical world so much more than we are, right? So, mm-hmm. so to have him come in and say that is really him going like, wow, I, I feel off, I don't feel good, what can I do? And mm-hmm. if we all, if everyone in the world could just go, wow, I feel off, how can I give and receive love? In our own home, right? With those intimate relationships that we have that test us the most maybe. Um, sometimes with my husband, we will say to each other, like, dude, you need a three breath hug or I need a three breath hug or what, you know, we'll, we'll just stop in the middle of making dinner and do that, you know? And the last thing I'll say is when my kids come in here, now we've upgraded it. When you've practiced it well, you can do this. You guys could even do this later. uh, If you go for a walk, you guys, this is me being like geeky. Let's do a three breath hug facing nature. So we will like stand up and we will hug and we'll both look out at nature and I'm like, you know, and we talk about it, that nature is like, everything that's growing is leaning to the light. There's no comparison. There's just expansion mm-hmm. and there's just evolution and it's all abundant. And we breathe our breath and look at that. And, and my kids, you know, may, I'm sure one day they'll be like, mommy, stop, I've had whatever. <laughs> but for now, you know, I cherish those moments. I do. Yeah. And so I give that gift to you guys and hopefully anyone listening. And if you live alone, you can three breath hug an, an animal or even a pillow or even yourself. Right? I love that. Thank you, Wendy. Oh, so good. You guys, you're awesome. I love you both. It's like really, really fun to talk to you. You're so, um, conscious in your life in your world and what you're doing and putting more joy and love into the world it's you you will be continually rewarded so just know that it's it's done it is done it is done ladies and gentlemen i'm talking family success music you know career in not in the order you plan yeah okay none of it not exactly when none of it has to make sense that's what I've yeah. learned. Nothing has to make sense for it to happen. It's just letting, it's the constant letting go, really. That's yeah. what I've learned, you know? It's just that constant letting go and just, you know, getting back to like this present moment. Like wh- how much joy can I have today? That's mm-hmm. how I now measure my success. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of really successful people either taking their lives or not feeling joy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
your joy is right now. Your success is right now in this moment today, you know? And with your fabulous hair, how could you not feel just glorious? And <laughs> you need a hair sponsor. <laughs> you guys do. You're like a walking Clairol ad. A complete yes. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Time for, yeah. Just going to put that out there and not really care how it comes to me. It's coming. Yeah, you never, you never know who's watching. <laughs> well, I love you so much. You're so dear to my heart. And Likewise. And when you come back to Atlanta, you will have a space to host a workshop. Oh, nice, right? In your in new our, office. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I know it was fun to like, I've been all over the world in January of this year, hugging all these actors that I've met yeah. online in my course and to meet them in person has been amazing. And to do that right before, before all this happened was like, you know, to just even see you in January, it's like, you guys are going to love having a space and three mm. breath hugging people eventually mm. again too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Wendy. We love you. You're so welcome, you guys. Thanks for having me. It's been an honor to talk to you guys. I've loved it. Wow. Okay. Now do you see why I was so excited to have Wendy on the show? I am so beyond inspired after this episode, and I really hope that you are too. Go ahead and click the link in our show notes because Wendy is going to gift you one of her amazing guided meditations. Yes, and if you did feel inspired by this episode, please leave a review. Please check out the links in the show notes. Go check out Wendy. Go follow her. Go check out her meditations. And please screenshot um, this episode and post it on your Instagram story and tag Wendy and tag Hustle and Flow Podcast. Love you. Oh, oh. until <laughs> next time. Hustle and Flow. Hustle and flow.